This week, this week on the Nonprofit News Feed, brought to you by Whole Whale, we have Nick Azoulay, digital strategist at Whole Whale, and myself, George Weiner, chief whaler of Whole Whale. We are talking about Jimmy Carter on President's Day, some news about ESG and B Corps out there, and a little news about homeless organization inside of Texas getting some courts to help them out so they can do their work. How's it going, Nick? It's going great, George. So happy President's Day. I hope you had a long weekend. I didn't get you anything, but we did want to celebrate the <laughs> gift that is Jimmy Carter, who celebrated President's Day at age 99. While we didn't forget Jimmy Carter, the DNC apparently did, having themselves a senior moment forgetting to mention President Carter in their post on President's Day, excluding the oldest living president. But in particular, we want to talk about Jimmy Carter because his legacy stands out as a prominent figure in the world of nonprofits, of course, dedicating himself to various causes throughout his extensive career with Habitat for Humanity, his own organization, the Carter Center, which does work on peace, democracy, and development. And since 1984, Carter and his wife, Rosalind, have been instrumental in Habitat, Habitat's Carter work projects, leading volunteers and building homes for families in need across the globe. The Carters have actively contributed not only through leadership, but through hands-on construction work, demonstrating their unwavering commitment to affordable housing. And the Carter Center, again, focuses on a broad range of issues. So, George, I think it's important to, in a moment of political divisiveness, a time where every political development seems historic that we can sit back, reflect on the life and legacy of a, a great man, a great president, albeit a great president whose image and polling was rehabilitated after four kind of tumultuous years as president. But nevertheless, Jimmy Carter with an incredible legacy and a life worth celebrating, especially for those who care about nonprofits and social impact. Yeah, thank you. I mean, that's a perfect summary. Also of note, the first and only president to have put solar panels on the White House, which were then subsequently removed by the next administration. So you don't love that. Speaking of uh, passing the buck on environmental imperatives, Nick, why don't you take us into our next story? Yeah, George. So this is an interesting one that we wanted to highlight. And we want to talk about ESG environmental, social, and governance as a framework, we haven't talked about this on the podcast in a while, is facing backlash along with the concept of B Corps. Full disclosure, Whole Whale is a B Corp. And we want to ask the question if whether eco-certified or transparency-certified brands can weather the greenwashing storm. So what is greenwashing? Greenwashing is using labels and other certifications or environmental certifications to kind of levy public reputation without necessarily changing the fundamental damaging processes or product streams that businesses are involved with. Involved with. So in the high-stakes world of environmental and social responsibility, some major financial firms are hitting the brakes on their commitments, actually. So JP Morgan Asset Management and State Street Global Advisors have bowed out from the Climate Action 100, with BlackRock also scaling back, leaving a whopping $14 trillion gap in the, in the initiative's support. George, this is kind of a pivotal moment, I think, for ESG as a concept. We've been critical of, of ESG, right? ESG indexes on, on Wall Street include things like 
big oil companies. And it also represents, I think, a reckoning with the fact that some of those business certifications may not be all they're cut out to be. Again, speaking from Whole Whale, a company I believe in is doing incredible work with regards to appropriate corporate governance and sustainability, but may not necessarily reflect all of those within that process. So George, in the land of ESG, B Corps, and other business sustainable certifications, where are we now and where are we going to go forwards from here? Obviously a complicated issue, but watching 14 trillion move away in terms of financial commitments of organizations for ESG is not good. You know, that said, social responsibility and ethical action by companies is by no means like less important to the consumer. If anything, it is more important. And what I think is happening is that we're seeing one political pressure put on these labels. So all you have to do in, in that scenario is essentially find the one bad apple, the exception to the rule inside of it. And for B Corps, speaking as a B Corp, there are you know thousands of, of B Corps approved and doing various things in the world. And for instance, in this one case, you know, there is this article out there about one particular, you know, plastic polluter that was certified B Corp, unfortunately. And, you know, that is held up as the example of like, hey, look, you know, they're they're using the B Corp label to to cover the fact that they're literally, you know, polluting local areas. And that was Dannon's B Corp certified bottled water brand Aqua is a top plastic polluter in Indonesian rivers, according to an, an audit done by the Sungai Watch. And unfortunately, that casts a pall across B Corps and another article by the BBC. And all these articles are just sort of like dri trickle, trickle, trickle coming out there. But, you know, I think it is perfectly reasonable and should be expected to scrutinize the people watching the people, the certified bodies. You always have to look at that. But unfortunately, like the complete dismantling, I don't think is a good idea of B Corps. I, I think I, I deeply respect the organization. And speaking as somebody who's gone through the recertification process, it was incredibly intense. We've been certified, you know, since 2017, 2018, and that period of time. But for ESG, I think there is a bigger problem because they have essentially become too big an umbrella, too big of a target and too big of a confusing brand label in the current environment. And there's a quote from, from a, I don't want to get this right. Uh, Sam Hart's mark of Boston College and, and saying basically that the ESG might need a rebrand. Uh, you know, the essence of corporate behavior is far from extinct, but potentially, you know, this could trigger a domino effect that could knock over, you know, all of the activities, good and, you know, otherwise of ESG. So I think for a long time, the segmenting of environmental, <laughs> social, and governance into separate crediting is probably a smarter idea than trying to do some sort of massive roll-up of calculated score that weights diversity against climate. And I don't know if that is the right, it is not the right way to go about it. Yeah, George, I think that's a great point. And this is something I actually think about quite a, a lot in, 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 in research that I do. I'm particularly interested in business and human rights 
And <laughs> businesses do not adhere to a lot of aspects of what we consider human rights. If you look at the supply chains for pretty much any of your clothes, you're going to find some, some kind of grim stories in there. That being said, there's a role for norm setting, right? So the UN has the guiding principles on business and human rights. It is non-legally binding, but it's a powerful norm setter saying, hey, this is kind of the direction we want to go in, right? And I think that ESG and the idea of B Corps has that potential. It's important to set norms, even if they are, they are faulty. That being said, it's damaging when you have these norms and you have adherence to these norms, purported adherence to these norms, and then outright violations of them. And that undermines the norms, right? So you have companies doing lip service to, to human rights and sustainability, and you know they're, they're using the same exploited labor and, and poor sanitary conditions as everybody else. And, and that's particularly damaging. So I think we need to thread the line between, yes, you need those norms. Certification can be a way to do that, right? It's often criticized by human rights people as not being enforceable enough, you know, fair trade, all of that stuff. Often criticized, but I think we don't abandon it altogether, right? We still need to strive to set those norms. Something is better than nothing. In the, in the world of human rights and, and sustainability, something is better than nothing. And I think that that is kind of my takeaway from, from this sort of thing. But of course, we do want to see improvements in how we, we talk about companies and, and are, are more pragmatic about the problems that our, our global kind of economies have in relation to human rights, sustainability, and transparent business practices. Yeah, these brands, they trade on trust. Greenwashing is the attack on the trust being used as a safety blanket, as a proxy for doing the actual work. You know, you sort of have this problem of companies, you know, teaching to the test. How do I pass this? Like, checklist of 122 items so that we look good as opposed to just doing good. And to be clear, like every nonprofit out there, just because you have a 501c3 doesn't mean you are doing good. That is just a tax classification. The nonprofit sector absolutely has the same types of problems we see with any of these certification bodies. So I think ultimately it is presenting these, you know, targets to attack one bad apple spoils the bunch. And that is not dissimilar to any, you know, governing body that tries to certify ethical behavior. Although for some reason, yep, I don't George. like ESG and I like B Corps because I'm biased because I am a B Corp, but I'm realizing that maybe over time, these networks just get watered down by the sheer force of bigger being different. Yeah. Well, George, I think they're a little bit different too. B Corp has like an actual certification process, whereas ESG is, you know, you could dump anything in there. Some investors are kind of saying like, hey, some BlackRock, you know, people are like, hey, let's lump that in there, you know? So I think there's, I think they're a little different. Yeah. And much smaller businesses ultimately yeah. in there. Totally. Yeah. But again, like, even talking, the fact that we're talking about ESG and there's recognized need for sustainability, human rights, certain level of standards and businesses is we are much further along 
um, than we were 15 years ago in recognizing businesses' accountability. How much has changed on the ground? That's hard to say, but but the fact that we're talking about it matters, right? And and the people who work at these companies care about those things, even if the companies themselves fall short. So I think it's important. Yeah, for the nonprofit angle, you're like, why are nonprofits interested in this? I think you know the the tri sector. We work all together, and for nonprofits that are the watchdogs in certain areas, I think that is an avenue of attack of looking at organizations that are using these umbrellas, these brands to protect the, frankly, maybe misbehavior uh, of the actual business practice is a new tactic that I've seen more and more. You know, I see some of that in the, in the news here. You can see that B Corp as that angle for this company out there polluting. You're like, wow, look at this. And it draws a lot more national attention. And so looking at how companies that are misbehaving are misusing these brands is a narrative that I think is a tactic nonprofits that are in the watchdog space can employ. Absolutely. A key check. All right, George, I want to take us to our next story. This one comes from AB Stin. And the title of this story is A Huge Win. A judge has ordered Houston, the city of Houston, to stop ticketing the organization Food Not Bombs for feeding homeless people downtown. If you were saying, that sounds absurd, why was the city of Houston ticketing people giving food to homeless, you'd be right to think that's ridiculous. The organization Food Not Bombs won a temporary injunction against the city after a federal judge ordered the city to stop ticketing the group's members for feeding the homeless near City Hall. Marking an ongoing legal battle over First Amendment right issues, and for nearly a year, Houston police have been citing this organization, giving up to 90 citations for violating ordinances prohibiting unauthorized events and food service on public property. The ruling recognizes groups' free speech rights, but the city maintains it also has a duty to protect, protect public health and safety, signaling further negotiations to draft agreeable regulations. George, this is good, but I don't love it when our government institutions criminalize giving people food or water. That seems bad. It does seem bad. But I, I think, you know, the reason reason one in this case, and they're able to serve uh, communities in need. So very positive. And maybe, maybe that is our feel good, unless you have another feel good story for me. That feels pretty good to me. Feels pretty good. <laughs> positive. I do have a joke for you, of course. Oh, boy. All right. Let's hear it. Well, we were talking about companies and ESG and other things like that. Well, here's here's my question to you, though. Why did the SpaceX matching donation program fail? Why did SpaceX's matching donation program fail? George, I don't know. Wrong atmosphere. What? It's like not the right climate for giving, wrong atmosphere, SpaceX oh, sends I rockets see. up and I down. See. That was a tough one. <laughs> I see. <laughs> hey, but honestly, what, it's the what, bad wasn't one. the right giving atmosphere? What, maybe I land it better with, was the wrong giving atmosphere. That works. That works. All right. Wrong giving atmosphere. <laughs> it's tough when you make all these <laughs> up yourself. All right, George, friend. I'll I let appreciate you get back it. to it. All right. Thank you.